This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by IC Spiders. Thank you, IC Spiders. It's the sentence and the patron. Uh, everyone who patronizes us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv is great. We appreciate all of you. Uh, one quick note, I just moved. My sound setup isn't completely done. So there's a couple little uh, rough, you know, plosive sounds that pop through because I'm still adjusting to my setup. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, thank you. And on to the show for this very, very good game. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Heat Signature, which is a roguelite game developed and published by Suspicious Developments for the PC in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This is uh, executive produced by IC Spiders, Mm -hmm. um, which is a sentence and a name. It is. And it's cool because it gave me an, an opportunity and an excuse to play this game. What a uh, neat game, that is great. Gary. Yeah, this is this is really good. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is the shit. This is the shit in a year that has been, you know, had had, had a higher incidence of roguelikes than we've had in the past. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's you know, like yes, this is a roguelite, but also it is really hard to describe actually, and I, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting there to be this many roguelikes this year, or mm-hmm. this many Hotline Miami likes. Yeah, um, but 2021 uh-huh. full of surprises, and we we ain't done with the roguelikes, brother. Nope, we got more coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Pike or pipe? Pike uh, is my uh, okay. is my understanding. Although if you say pipe, uh, that also works because I understand I think what you pipe mean. Might be works better. Yeah, uh, pike is a spear. Yeah, yeah. Like like, like mm-hmm. coming down the turn the, the the turnpike I think is what it uh, is what it usually is. What if that was called the turnpipe though? Um, that that, would be that that would be weird. Yeah, well, I think it'd be better because the pipe goes to places. <laughs> anyway, uh, we can we can debate this at length another yeah, time. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put that on the agenda for next next time. Yeah, really at length. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll describe what this game is uh, mm-hmm. eventually. Um, narratively, you play as a series of these rebels who are attempting to liberate. Uh, this nebula, nebula that is full of acid, that is a currency, mm-hmm. um, from the grips of these four different factions that dominate it. Yes, you are here. You're a bunch of uh, you're you're a bunch of independents trying to free up the drift, is what it is. And you're working for an old spy, an old mercenary named Sater Fiasco, who is kind of uh, orchestrating things. Uh, and everything that you do, all of the missions that you take from various clients involve, uh, infiltrating these ships and accomplishing goals within them. Yes. That is the, the basic unit of play. 
mm-hmm. uh, in this. It is structured uh, as a roguelite. So uh, the content is procedurally generated. There's a pretty bare-bones story that is mostly flavor text. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, the, so we're mostly going to focus on mechanics and the way these systems kind of work together. Um, disclosure, neither of us got to the end state of this. There is mm-hmm. a way to get credits. Yes. Um, it, it takes a long time, and it is engaging with this very fun system for a long time mm-hmm. uh, to get there. Um, for my part, I just, I, I moved and all my stuff was put away mm-hmm. and, and didn't have a chance to, uh, to get through it. Um, but I definitely feel like I get the game, but yeah. if you're just like, Oh, you, you guys haven't done due diligence. Like we can definitely talk about heat signature. It's just roguelike rules apply. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, and also this is one of those things that is kind of easy, easy to, easy to play, but hard to master kind of deals. Very much so. Yeah. Like the uh, way, like the way that the missions get harder is by kind of like mixing around the different adjectives <laughs> related to mm-hmm. individual missions, kind of adding on differing and varying combinations of these modifiers for each individual mission. So like, yeah. it's not like you are going and there's like a, you know, a mid game, like genre shift or something like that, or there's a huge no. new ability that's, that, that that's done halfway through, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of the same stuff from beginning to end, but like playing through the entire game is like doing an entire campaign where you are taking over the entire, the, the, the entire galaxy and unlocking like, you know, better items that will pop up in shops for you to reliably buy items that you otherwise yeah. could have, you know, found, you know, randomly in chests and stuff like that. Yeah, that rogue that roguelite progression. Yeah, you know, uh, as as we're getting into it, so we're going to kind of uh, as we go through these mechanics, kind of explain what type of game it is as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, it's not like there aren't games that this takes inspiration from, but there's mm-hmm. nothing that plays exactly like this. Yep. Um, so the devil is going to kind of be in the details, uh, and it's also something where learning about us explaining it and learning the mechanics of it is going to be additive instead of subtractive, I think. Yeah. So, you know, no worries about spoilers, uh, but this is an unqualified recommendation and it's right currently on sale for like a couple bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, if anything, you know, if we can get more people to, to buy this game, mm-hmm. uh, that would be great. It rules because it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It rules. Uh, yeah. I, I was, I was really surprised by how much this got in my blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to playing more. And I mean it this time, even though I always <laughs> like, you know, just, uh, move on to the next thing I have to do for work. Yeah. Uh, I'm it, certainly going to play more of this. It's also this weirdly atomic kind of game where individual runs are very tiny. So like loading it up for mm-hmm. 10 minutes, you know, a lot of roguelikes, the smallest, you know, unit of time you can spend with it is like a half an hour, right? For yeah. like a quick or failed run. You know, this, you're in, you're out, right? It, it, it's, uh, it's it's almost irresponsibly one more run. <laughs> like you can just kind of continually build on that and just take a couple minutes each time. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like the, the kind of central mechanic of this, of boarding ships and doing these tasks. I almost want to see a game that has JRPG rhythms, but this instead of encounters mm-hmm. and and just fewer of them but like that kind of stat progression in like a story yeah you know it's such a cool little new atomic unit of gameplay mm-hmm. it feels like yeah um yeah very very cool uh so this is made by tom francis uh is kind of an auteur uh you know not solely made by mm-hmm. him but largely made by him yeah. who is a former uh editor at pc gamer um and he released the indie game gunpoint in 2013 uh did you 
get time in with gunpoint are you familiar with gunpoint oh yeah i love gunpoint uh that would be a really yeah, one, awesome that'd be a fun game to do like if we're looking for a short uh, uh if we're looking for a short waff uh because yeah. it is well written and also like a good self game yeah and friend of the show uh, ryan ike did the soundtrack oh yeah um, but that game was a big hit, uh, and a big enough hit to kind of fund this game's development, mm-hmm. which took a little bit over three years. Yeah. Uh, so the team for this was similar, you know, similarly tiny, uh, to the team that they made, uh, made gunpoint with, uh, Francis did, uh, the design and, uh, most of the coding. And then John Roberts, uh, returned, uh, to do the, uh, to do the art. And mm-hmm. Francis was nervous when he put this out because, in terms of the indie game, you know, scene and how crowded the market is, 2017 is very different than 2013. You know, he yeah. was worried that uh, he would not be able to kind of like recapture uh, kind of the same success. Uh, but those worries were unfounded. It did quite well. It outsold Gunpoint within its first week. You know, like I didn't hear an awful lot of people talking about it, but obviously it sold really well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Hughes is a big booster. Mm-hmm. Has been trying to get me to play this for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that, that, that's got to suck. Yes, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, but I just got to take his his recommendations with a grain of salt because yeah. a lot of times it's like, here's this visual novel, but get this, there's many worlds theory stuff in the end. I'm like, Fuck, <laughs> dude, I know. I, I understand that's what the genre does. Oh, there's time traveling. You're talking to yourself at some point. I get it. <laughs> Like I am not that impressed with it. It's it's okay. Movies have been doing it for a long time, dude. Cool. Um, so I just assumed this was going to be more of that bullshit. You know, like oh okay, it's it's boring for ninety percent of it, but there's a time travel twist at the end. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, it is not that at all. Um, so uh, you know, this is as we mentioned, this has been uh, really well supported. Um, so there's tons of updates. If we're talking about something and you're like, Oh, uh, you know, that wasn't there when I played it, uh, mm-hmm. check it back on it because they've added tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, it does make getting into it now, like mildly overwhelming it, it, the, the UI and everything kind of feels made for people who have been following it mm-hmm. with this ramp up of complexity. Um, but you can, uh, with a little bit of time you'll acclimate. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that I love is that the, the first, uh, the, the first update, uh, was called the fair points update and it was entirely, I, I that. entirely addressing like post launch reviews and like complaints that people had. And it's like, Oh yeah, like that, that, those are actually good ideas. Let's get those in there. That like, that is such yeah. a, I don't know. I love the vibe of that. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, a you know, Tom Francis in general has a great vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, his blog is really good. Hmm. Uh, if you, if you've never read and a really good Twitter follow as well. Yeah. Um, but really pretty cool philosophically about games. Yeah. I think. Um, so the game starts with an introduction and tutorial, uh, in which we play kind of our, uh, you know, handler for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, this veteran spy named Seder Fiasco. Um, you're ejected from this small ship into the vacuum of space and she kind of monologues about how she didn't plan her retirement this way. Right. Uh, right. you know. That just mm-hmm. happened. This is like that, but. <laughs> right, right. But you know, just uh, uh, Tom Francis has a thing for uh, knocking people out of windows. Uh, the, the trailer for this is great. Uh, <laughs> for that, like since time immemorial, we've wanted to knock people out of windows in video games. And it shows like gun. It shows gunpoint. Um, uh, can you imagine doing it in space? Yep. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the game kind of uh, picks up during this, uh, having you, you know, catch Seder, uh with your pod and then capture a ship, 
you know, like, okay, we're going to start Seder's own endgame, set the plot in motion, uh, where you have to get in here and then do the tutorial, which teaches you, like, you know, teleporting items to you and drawing guard attention and the difference between, like, melee and ranged weapons. We'll talk about all those a little bit later. But, the, you know, the plan is she's going to capture the ship and send it on a suicide tra- tra- trajectory towards this place called Cold Rock Haven, kind of this uh, uh, station at the center of the nebula. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cold Rock Haven has changed hand four times this year alone, and this will be the fifth and last time. Mm-hmm. So we're in this kind of like roiling area of power struggles. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the finer, final little tutorial thing they do, uh, you pilot your breach pod, which is just like a little shuttlecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a goofy name, but it's a shuttlecraft yeah. um, to catch you while the title and credits go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to the bar at Cold Rock and we get to select our first character of this. We're going to talk about that, like what characters start with and everything uh, a little bit later. But that's kind of our tutorial. Um, and now we will expand upon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we should talk about the aesthetics because it's hard to find places to talk about those in these roguelike episodes because they're structured so mm-hmm. funny. Uh, but uh, this game makes a first impression that I found a little bit off putting to, to, to a certain mm-hmm. degree. It was a little bit hard to read uh, before I understood the flow of it. Uh, so this does take place from an entirely top-down perspective. Uh, and a cool thing about yes. that is that there's a huge zoom range. Um, everything in the nebula is simulated and you can mm-hmm. zoom, you know, from like down to, you know, down on a single room all the way out to seeing the entire like tactical map. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's overhead, uh, characters kind of like a hotline Miami, like mm-hmm. not the same grotesque style, but the same, you know, arm swinging to indicate movement. Yes. Yeah. You know, walking uh, kind of thing and fairly low detail. Um, yeah. There's some like actual like interesting details inside the rooms every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the main thing I think about with the art here uh, is that it's pretty functional Yeah. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, not having. So like I things that you can interact with tend to be outsized or glow, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, if some, an object is in a room and you can interact with it, it's always in the right in the middle of the room. Mm hmm. You know, and anything that isn't one of those things is a background detail. Yeah. Um, there is nothing, there's no chuff mm-hmm. or chaff. Chaff. There's no like, just like, here's an object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, where the art style kind of like got uh, on the wrong side of me was that uh, oftentimes, you know, especially in some of like the, uh, the busier biomes, it was hard to tell that there was an enemy there a lot of the time. Um, mm. if they weren't doing something that kind of created a glow around them. So like I would go through a room that I thought was empty and then, oops, things are slowing down. I've got a bullet coming at me. Yeah. 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 This, I, I could see that kind of happened to me for like the first couple of runs. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of acclimated to the water temperature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for it. it. Um, it does mean that like looking at this game in a screenshot, it looks like a map for another game. It does. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like you're playing a video game. It looks like you're, you know, this is a UI <laughs> screen and a more visually impressive video game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I guess I, I put this toward the front to lead with that because this doesn't necessarily make a good impression in screenshots, right? Like, you know, if I shared a, a shot of this on Twitter, uh, you know, or if I saw one, it would be hard to make heads or tails of it if it, if it wasn't in motion. I want people to really to like, just take it on faith that the play is there and, makes up for makes up for that well it's it's very much like a gary butterfield game in that this game is 1000 uh about doing cool things rather than looking cool yeah yeah 
you know, like a, a thing that I don't really respect in games is when I press one button and then my character does a bunch of ninja flips, mm-hmm. you know, like really dramatic like things. It's like, well, all I did was like literally move my thumb, you know, a quarter centimeter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting this huge reward for that, but I'm getting this huge visual feedback. And that that to me uh, feels like noise. Yeah. To me, yeah. I, don't, I don't like being made to feel cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game, nothing looks cool, mm-hmm. but you can do the coolest shit in the world. You do amazingly cool like, things in this. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just like really, really expressive improv based play that mm-hmm. uh, makes you feel like a total badass, even if somebody over your shoulder would not be able to read it at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, like read it at all is, is kind of like gets down to it. Like it's not like I'm wishing that this was a bayonetta or a, or a revengeance or anything like that. It's more like, like you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't. Yeah, I don't want it to be that. Like, that's not necessarily. No, that, no that's no. not necessarily the aesthetic that I'm chasing down. It's more just like you know, at a glance, can I tell? Like, you know, can can, can I read this? Can I see? You know, what the dynamic is? What action is happening on the screen? Uh, and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't saying that to dismiss your criticism of it. I was yeah. saying specifically, like, this is a very intentional. You do cool things. You don't look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like just speaking to that part. Like, there are things that could be done to make it more readable. You can actually do an overlay that uh, adds a grid mm-hmm. to everything. Um, if I were going to add to the Fair Points update, I almost think that an overlay that turned into a VR mission, mm-hmm. you know, and got rid of the background textures, yeah, yeah, would possibly be useful. You yeah. know, because it doesn't, that stuff doesn't really matter. I understand why they don't do that because it's mm-hmm. a hard sell. Yeah. You know, it would look like a, a, a free HIO game, you know, <laughs> right. uh, but it, it's, it's a, you know, that stuff, it just legitimately doesn't matter. It's all entirely in the play and what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, 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 um, that, that does, uh, that does melt away. Not, not, to, not to say that there isn't like cool stuff that the visuals do, like the different factions, they all have kind of a different ethos and different, you know, kind of like functions that they serve, you know, just what they specialize in. And each of their ships has like a distinctive layout and also like a distinctive, uh, you know, kind of tile set. Uh, and, yeah, and, you know, and the layout matters a lot. Yes. You know, like different different factions will have harder ships to infiltrate because they have a different shipbuilding philosophy mm-hmm. uh, to it. So they look different, but they also play differently as well. Like this, this is one of the most play first games we've ever done, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that is just something that I respect uh, with all of my my entire uh, heart. Yep. Um, music in this is really good. Um, kind of, kind of electronica, like spacey music. Um, it matches what you're doing. Um, the tension is correct because this is a game where, uh, you know, we'll talk about it, but you, you take your time in this, mm-hmm. um, and then shit breaks loose. Like yeah. this is another thing that this is, is one of my favorite articulations of stealth until it's not Yeah, uh, yeah. in a, in a video game. And the music matches that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music matches that, and also, like, that is built into the, like, the writing of this. You know, the like, one of my favorite lines in this is, you know, you have to have a meticulous plan, and then a backup meticulous plan, and then be able to improvise after that. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. just the amount of, you know, kind of, like, equal, the equal emphasis that they have on both planning and improvisation is, re- it's perfect to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, we, we, we talked about that before, like, where the, uh, when you're playing a video game, you know, the line of what you're doing in situation versus before it, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, the an example we used a lot on, on the show is the line between Dark Souls and Sekiro. Yeah. Is in Dark Souls, you spend a lot more time planning. Mm-hmm. And in Sekiro, you just get in there and use your reflexes. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Like, it's a continuum, but one is closer than the other. Yeah. Um, this game has a really great mix, and it's designed to play with that mix. Mm-hmm. 
Like that, that is the, the, uh, design goal yeah. of it. Um, um let's talk let's about the loop. the loop. Let's do it because yeah. this is again, one of the most compulsive loops I've, I've found in, uh, in gaming actually. It's, Har- a, it's how you spend almost all your time. Hard to well. stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is the game. Yeah. So I think the best way to do this will be to talk about the bare bones, basic systems that are in the core loop. And then after this kind of elaborate on uh, the different variables that can be plugged into them. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will do my best to, to make that make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll try. Um, I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but I'll try. <laughs> okay. Um, the, uh, so you start off in a base, um, and you pick your mission from a randomized list. Uh, these are sort of by difficulty. Uh, difficulty is determined by these parameters um, and these kind of parameters of what you have to do on the mission, what kind of uh, modifiers there are, and what kind of opposition you'll be facing in terms of guards and security systems. Yeah. Number of guards and what they're carrying, what they're armored with, etc. Uh, all yeah, of that makes a huge difference. It's important difference. you can see all this stuff. Yes. Um, you know, this is this is of the end of the breach model of like, no, 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 like tell the player the stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so. you know, n- 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 no, no surprises except, you know, I guess d- different kinds of surprises because there are still, you know, situations that can get up under you, right? But there's there's not like rock, paper, scissors surprises. Like, right, right. You know, if you can see that there are guards that have, you know, shields, so you know you need to bring something that can subvert shields, mm-hmm. you know, before you go. You're not going to get stuck on a mission usually mm-hmm. without uh, without the tools because right. tool picking out is, is a core part of the game. Yes, yeah. Um, so, you know, you pick your mission, then you can use uh, the shop that's that's at each base uh, to pick your tools. You can stock up on whatever you need uh, to meet the challenges, mm-hmm. and then you hop into your breach pod and uh, fly to the target ship. Um, and I love piloting these little ships. Just those Newtonian. It's so goofy. <laughs> those Newtonian, like, just, uh, you know, Starflight kind of, uh, kind yes. of things. Yeah. It, it's so slapstick. Like, it's so funny how, uh, you know, the perfect run of this is so badass. And then, but, you know, just smashing into the side of a ship over and over until you eventually get to the dock. Uh, you know. It's like a little bumblebee. Uh, it's, it's very much, it's like a bumblebee uh, going to ride a, like a bird. You yeah. know, uh, is what, what this feels like a lot of the time. Um, the controls are very simple. Uh, you just have an accelerator. Uh, and you move control with the mouse, or that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a brake, and the brake will let you match velocity with whatever you're closest to. Mm-hmm. Um, there, which is really smart. It feels really intuitive. Yeah. Even though it's yeah. not really how like brakes work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's super intuitive. Uh, you steer in the direction you want to go, and you uh, you want to get to the airlock of the ship you're going to. Sometimes ships will have things you can avoid or mm-hmm. have to avoid on the outside of them. You're aiming for one specific little node. Yeah. Uh, then. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like uh, some of you know, usually what you're trying to avoid is like searchlights that represent the uh, the missile targeting. Like if you run into those, mm-hmm. then uh, then they'll fire a missile at you. And if your uh, if your pod is broken, you have to do like a little uh, button mashing mini game to uh, to fix it before it like uh, completely falls apart. It's not it's it's not mashing. It's this weird like hold this, but don't hold this. Yeah, like it's yeah. this very clever little little mini game that mm-hmm. I like a lot. Yeah, just follow follow, um, follow these directions under duress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then when you get inside, so you get inside the ship. Um, you're safe as long as you're inside your pod, uh, and you can. What's really important is you can look around mm-hmm. um, here and scan the entire ship. Yep. 
Um, inside the ship, you control very similar to Hotline Miami. So WASD, use the mouse to aim. You can use a controller, but I didn't. Yeah. And yeah. It, it didn't feel correct. It would be uh, difficult, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ships are made very modularly. Um, there are square segments uh, that are rooms or corridors and then corridors between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are filled with incident. Yep. <laughs> you know, just capital I incident to be those guards, be yeah. those, uh, uh, you know, chests, be those fuel tanks, uh, things like that. And you have to, you know, based on the parameters of remission, uh, uh, negotiate that incident, let's say. <laughs> yes. Um, so stealth is always an option here. And is it's very rare that a mission, you know, you won't use any stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stealth and the combat both interface with the core mechanic mm-hmm. uh, of this game, which this is a tactics roguelite real time with pause mm-hmm. uh, game. Um, at any moment you can pause the game and issue commands you can aim in the, the pause menu. Mm-hmm. You can teleport items to you, uh, from other parts on the ship that you've dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, you can interface with controls, uh, execute unconscious enemies, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what turns this into not only like hotline Miami, but kind of super hot. Yeah. Super hot's a good comparison. As well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, a uh, it's, it's real neat. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, uh, I screwed up and I have uh, like a, a spray of shotgun bullets coming at me. I paused. What do I have available to me to deal with this? Because I am not going to be able to get out of the way of the, uh, yeah. of, of the spread of this as it goes. So I don't want to get hit because, you know, I'm going to be thrown out and <laughs> thrown out into space. Yeah. So do we'll I talk have about get- that? That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> Especially because you, you get as many chances as you like. Yeah. <laughs> So you're a real bad penny in this, like just <laughs> continuously docking and being like, come on. It's, it's, it's like that meme of uh, Mo throwing Barney out of the bar. It's exactly that, except it can go like one of these missions. I did that like six times. Yeah. Like you think you guys would just close your airlock. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but, so, uh, so, and you have, uh, we'll talk about the individual tools, but you know, the idea of I'm in trouble, I'm going to pause and see what's available to me mm-hmm. is the, the, the core mechanic of this. And you have so many cool and fun tools that you can use creatively to get out of those problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You have the other control of time you have, uh, is F to fast forward. So you can wait for a guard, uh, to either go on break or change his patrol route or throw you out of an airlock. <laughs> uh, and the other super hot bit is if a guard spots you, uh, time slows down. Um, a really clever thing is the guard will start talking yeah. and it will fill in one letter at a time above them. And you have until the word is completed. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, the guard is spelling intruder, mm-hmm. you have until those, those letters come up to take care of that guard. Yeah. Uh, before it will go and, uh, you know, uh, f- f- file an alert or something like that. You know, and yes. you have to decide, am I going to, uh, you know, deal with them by melee or ranged, lethal or non-lethal? Uh, you have all of mm-hmm. these at your uh, at your disposal. Yes. Um, the guards have different states, like a stealth game. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be like shaky. They can be, uh, you know, on patrol looking for you, have seen you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you pause and look at them, you can find all this stuff out, including their kit. Yep. So you see what they're armed with. Uh, you can also see their mental state and what they're doing. Like, are they on patrol? Are they lounging? Mm-hmm. Et cetera. Yeah. Um, the uh, melee weapons of this have a dash associated with them. So you don't have to get right up next 
enemies, mm-hmm. um, which lets you close uh, distances equally, but they also have cooldowns. Um, so you can't just, you know, hit pause, hit pause, hit pause, and just make your way through an entire level. Right. Um, you know, you can, you have to kind of mix up your things to, to take out a series of enemies at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so this often involves, you know, because you can pause and because changing gear is a free action, you know, it involves, you know, slashing somebody with one sword and then attacking another one with a different one. And then to take out the third guy, putting a different, you know, putting a gun into your hand, uh, to, uh, to yeah. take him out or, you know, and then teleporting behind the guard that walks in, mm-hmm. you know, for two seconds, slashing him in the back and then ending up back in your original place just in time for the bullets to miss you. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, or, or you know, like somebody will fire a you know fire a gun at you. And you think, okay, I've got a swapper, so I will swap positions with you, and boom, you just shot yourself. Yeah, it's not dissimilar to Dishonored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that way, like when you're messing with placement and uh, timing, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of projectiles, like you do all the same tricks you can do in Dishonored. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can also uh, throw items. I love doing that so you know? much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can kill or knock an enemy out. You can use it uh, to grab their attention. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a series of traps you can leave as well. So if you like throw a wrench into an area where you set up a trap, mm-hmm. uh, the guard will walk into that wrench and get trapped. Yeah. Uh, something that it took me a while to remember I had at my disposal was the ability to teleport any loose item on the ship to my position. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like this isn't a game where you're going to be like compulsively picking everything up in order to like sell it because it, it's worthless, right? Regular, you yeah. know, uh, items will, you know, sell for, you know, generally like one asset, if anything at all. You get most of your money by doing, uh, by doing, uh, missions and mm-hmm. you have a very limited yeah. inventory. But like, you know, if you killed somebody and they had a particular kind of gun that would be useful in that situation, you can just remember that it's there, go into your paws, and then warp it to yourself. Um, and then, you you know, use that to attack the next guy and then, you know, warp his weapon to you, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, something that with this time manipulation, like what I wanted, and I'm sure they uh, l- looked at possibly, you know, trying to do and maybe it was just too much of a te- technical problem. I wanted a replay. That showed mm. what happened in real time, actually. <laughs> oh, sure. So, you know, like like at the end of a mission, like, you know, pre- press the button here so you could see like in real time what you did, uh, you know, like, in yeah. a, you know, like a meat boy kind of fashion. Right. Yeah. I think I think that part maybe part of the reason why that wasn't in was because of how things look in this. Like, I think it, you know, again, this game doesn't look cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's cool because you know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But visually, it's just going to be little little ants going, do, 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 do. <laughs> and then like some of them are dead. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, that teleporting anything uh, to you bit is really key mm-hmm. uh, in this because what it means is that every enemy in the game is also a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, you can end up in a situation where you're like, oh, I, I I'll never make it. Like the alarm's going to go off in ten seconds. I can't make it to the pilot's chair to turn that off. Um, I'm fucked. I don't have anything with me, but you can pause and then look at the kit of the guards and like, Oh shit, this, this guard has a visitor mm-hmm. on him, which is a type of teleporter we'll talk about. Um, if I get that, I might just make it, Yeah, you know? And so, okay, I need to kill that guard pause, <laughs> you know, so to stop the clock, pick up his you know thing or move and then teleport his thing to me, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Um, extremely good. 
Yeah. You know, so what you get is like an awful lot of success that happens on the margins um, and extremely improbable success that happens on the margins that is the result of engaging with the time stop system and really paying attention to the, you know, or being aware of the situation that you're in. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know, it simulates that kind of like wacky heist, you know, barely, uh, barely making it. Mm hmm you know, feeling really well. Yeah. You know, as, as good as any game that I can think of, mm-hmm. you know, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you have the weapons, right? Your guns and, uh, uh, stuff like that, but you also have gadgets, uh, that kind mm-hmm. of like generally fall into like teleporters, um, things that will disable, uh, uh, ship or enemy, uh, kind of advantages, uh, and also just straight up bullet time. Yeah. And shields. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, in this game, teleporting is called glitching. It's a, it's a one of the factions. Um, mm-hmm. And the in the lore of it, I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Is that like teleportation technology exists, but it's not steady. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why there's no just blink. Right. You know, like you can't just teleport. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, there are also uh, as you're kind of moving through this using your things, there are features of the room that you could use. Uh, to your advantage. A lot of rooms have a fuel container in the middle. If you explode this, it destroys the room and turns that room into another airlock, like a little force field mm-hmm. will pop up. Uh, so you can blow that up, uh, suck people out of it, you know, yeah. who die, pick yourself up with your own ship and then go back in. Mm-hmm. You can also blow things up from the outside to create new airlocks uh, with that. that. Yeah. 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 It's cool. <laughs> uh, also windows, uh, as, as mentioned by the trailer, mm-hmm. so you can create kind of an airlock, you know, if you can't, if somebody's very armored, you know, and again, you don't have a weapon that will get through their armor. If you shoot the window behind them, it'll suck them out into space. Yeah. And it'll uh, suck you out, but guess what? You have oxygen and they don't. <laughs> yeah. You're great. You got, you got, you got your little breach pod. Yeah. That's just Tuesday, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got gun turrets as well. Uh, these are mm-hmm. incredibly dangerous because most of their projectiles, uh, you know, they move over time. You can avoid them. Uh, mm-hmm. if you are canny with your pausing, uh, with the automated gun turrets, they shoot instantly. Uh, however mm-hmm. you can, um, <laughs> gosh, you can subvert them and then lure enemies in. And no matter how many bodies people see in that one doorway, they will just continue running into it. So you check it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah just, it's just a real problem with the toilet. <laughs> Tra- yeah. Tractor nuisance. The, uh, the turrets on this are really fair. They, they turn really slowly mm-hmm. and you can walk up behind them and just turn them off. Yes. Which is how I dealt with almost all of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just, you know, uh, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, but they can, to your point, they can be a real asset, uh, if you have the item that allows you to, uh, hack mm-hmm. basically, um, using all these things together is what the game is, you know, uh, and we'll talk about these individual elements. So you can kind of in your head, if you've never played this, put together a picture of how this stuff might go together, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're a certain kind of gamer typographic who likes expressive play and doing cool things, instead of looking at cool things, uh, you will start rubbing your hands together thinking of the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Of the stuff. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about failure and success. Uh, So, you know, the girl. Yeah. I mean, just in life. (laughs) Welcome to our seminar. Uh, uh, The guard spots you uh, or if you fire a weapon, uh, like weirdly, there are multiple levels of silence, uh, like silencers. Mm -hmm. So they're like quiet guns and silent guns. Uh, You can actually see when you are holding the gun and in pause. 
uh, like what the radius is for a noise that you're about to make, uh, which is neat. But uh, uh, regardless, somebody sees you or they hear that, uh, they will go and raise an alarm. And a few different things happen depending on a particular uh, kind of attribute of your mission, the, uh, the, the alarm response. What you're hoping for is that the alarm does nothing. Uh, but yes. that, that that quickly stops being the case above like easy or some medium missions. Yeah. Uh, very commonly the ship will go towards a base, uh, go towards a home base. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts a time limit on your mission right here. So, and depending on uh, the difficulty of the mission and the quality of the ship, uh, that will, will take different amounts of time mm-hmm. there. Uh, there can also be reinforcements that will pop out, yep. um, including these kind of special reinforcement uh, units, which we'll talk about later, um, that will pop out. Um, the cool thing is, though, you're not fucked if this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a couple different ways out of it. If you can get to the pilot's chair and kill the pilot, um, you can stop this. Like, the, you know, you, you stop the ship from moving, so it's not going to go back to the base. You can also uh, destroy the ship's engines, mm-hmm. which will leave it dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for you to harvest. Or, you know, and I ended up doing this an awful lot. I just finished the mission and got out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And you you improv your way out of, you know, this is a game where I have two seconds. I can't make it back to my pod. I'm going to shoot out the window, mm-hmm. jump through, and have my pod pick me up. Yeah. Which is like the coolest fucking most dramatic thing that happens in, mm-hmm. in movies and stuff you get to do in this game naturally through play and not through a cutscene. Oh, just, just I as, love as a matter so of course. Much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like... You know, it's pretty tense, you know, sometimes like catch yourself, you have a time limit, uh, you have to, uh, you know, use those goofy Newtonian physics, like you have to catch up and match yourself. Like, you know, it's not a mm-hmm. given that you're going to, you're going to succeed. Uh, but if this is a part of your plan, then you can kind of, you know, get ready for it. You know, you can yeah. remote control to get your pod near the ship uh, before you do a dangerous maneuver, et cetera, stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if you get shot or knocked out. So lethal or non-lethal damage. Uh, the enemies pick you up and toss you out an airlock. Get out of uh, here. Like, like so much yesterday's <laughs> breakfast. Um, you have to grab your pod. Uh, the the two differences is if you're just knocked unconscious, if it's a non-lethal faction, um, you're fine. Like you mm-hmm. have a time limit, you have oxygen, but you can pick yourself up. If it's a lethal thing, you'll suffer blood loss. Mm-hmm. And that will determine how much time you have next time it happens. That's one of the only stats or bits of continuity of character. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is equipment. Like you don't really have stats in this game other than that. Yeah. And there's no like health bar that you have. If you're hit, you're hit. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, you initially, if you suffer a lethal injury, you have 30 seconds and the next, you know, that goes down by six every time. Um, you know, and this led to hilarious things where like, you know, my guy had a really good run, but then over the course of one mission, I went from 30 seconds down to six and I just, I, yeah. just, I just pictured him like on the fifth time rolling back in with an IV cart behind him, <laughs> just like yeah. limping to the pilot's chair. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. God damn hold it. your breath. Yeah. <laughs> Like the iron lung that yeah. you, you bring with you. Um, the, uh, when you're on the, the ship itself, uh, making your way to your goal, typically uh, there are going to be locked doors and key cards mm-hmm. on the way. So you're either going to find key cards on guards or find override panels. Um, and there are different levels of this. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so the level one locks, level two locks, level three locks. Um, there are ways around this as well, which we'll talk about when we get to our gadgets. Um, and then uh, once you've accomplished your mission, you have to get back to your friendly base by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we mentioned, blasting yourself out a window or making your way back to your ship. Yep. Um, and there are different, uh, you know, you can you can ghost missions mm-hmm. uh, in this. And sometimes you're required to, but even if not, you get like a little little bonus in one of the uh, the meta currencies yeah. that we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, so after a mission, you get your little report, uh, that shows you how many people you killed, how many times you were spotted, uh, et cetera. And you get your payout. Uh, your money is, mm-hmm. you know, this battery acid. Uh, but more importantly, you're given this liberation, pro- uh, progress. Liberation is continuous across the save. Um, and mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, you're using your multiple runs across, you know, many different characters to fill up this meter and acquire these points. Uh, which is yes. important because when that meter fills up, you get uh, the ability to free up one hostile station and win it over and like add it to your faction. Yes, uh, this is kind of a mix. But this looks a little bit like the uh, skill board mm-hmm. from Final Fantasy X, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, you do you do these in order, but it, it's set up like a constellation. And this is your your meta progression. This is how you unlock items to be available in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, so like in, say, an Isaac, uh, you, you know, you beat this boss five times. This item can now appear in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you do this and it's like, oh, this is how you get the technology for silent weapons. Now silent weapons will start showing up Yeah, in shops. Uh, notably, this is not um, what will show up in your initial kits. Right. Um, you can you can end up with that stuff ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just literally what you can buy. Yeah. There are also other things you can do, uh, you can get, um, there are, uh, economic stations, Mm -hmm. which will give you a big chunk of money and make all future characters start with additional money. Um, and then you can also unlock the different faction, uh, pods that have special abilities. Yeah. Uh, and those are really different. Some of those are, uh, quite overpowered actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, I for me there's like one really good one, and the rest of them were kind of not great mm. uh, for me. But the uh, the medical one, yeah, I got lots of use out of. Oh, I love that brick uh, that you can just yeah. <laughs> make an airlock anywhere. The, the the brick is a great idea. I just had such a hard time like f- observing or like intuiting the map from the outside, mm-hmm. you know, to get a good point of entrance. Yeah, you know, and and that could be something I would learn. I would get better at as I played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you're not just picking uh, the stations that you want to unlock uh, just because of what they're going to uh, give you. Uh, you know, each of the different regions uh, belongs to a certain faction. Uh, and when you free up enough stations within a particular faction's region, you unlock the ability to make runs on their stronghold. Um, and if you take that stronghold, then you uh, wipe that faction off the map. And kind of the yep. meta goal for this is to you know, clear all four of the strongholds and get all these, uh, get all these losers out of here. Yeah. And that, that is how you get the, the actual end ending sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us did that because it takes a long time yeah. and we're in roguelite rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a real tough mission. Yeah. Is what it is. Huge ship. Um, yeah. the, uh, at the, so your character ends when you either retire them. So once you've done their personal mission, which we'll talk about, um, you can retire them. This allows you to pass down an item that you have. So if you found a rare item with rare attributes, you get to name it mm-hmm. uh, and pass it down into your future. And then your your Steam friends can also find it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so you'll, you'll find other people's things, uh, or you, this character dies when they die. And the only thing that maintains at that point is the, uh, liberation progress you've made. Mm-hmm. Everything else is gone. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you might wonder why would I retire somebody when they have a lot of money and when they have a lot of gear, um, uh, it's because you get diminishing returns. Uh, so if mm. you perform too many missions as that character, eventually you start getting less and less liberation, uh, for successfully clearing a mission. I like the story reason for this, you know, so what you're doing when you get like liberation, that's like you showing people that resistance works, you know, and people are more inspired by unlikely successes than by likely successes. So, you know, if you have, you know, space ace, you know, nice valiant hero who always succeeds, people are like, well, yeah, that's not surprising. You know, he can do it, but I can't. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, of course he can, yeah. but I can't do that. Uh, so you want to always be, you know, working uh, outside of that penalty in order to maximize your gains. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other kind of meta currency you'll get is something called glory. Yeah. Uh, which is just for bragging rights. Um, I just want to mention it. I didn't really engage with this system, but your characters, we'll we'll talk about the different perks and quirks they can get. Uh, This tends to affect glory, and they really kind of smartly make this a weird leaderboard mechanic uh, and don't try to, you know, fuck you over for not caring about glory. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, You know, because people play this game at a very high level. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. people really enjoy taking on the uh, the most difficult uh, the most difficult situations they can. Let's talk about the character selection. Let's do. Yeah. Uh, So these are randomly generated um, from just kind of like, you know, a list of names. So it's not like a Gungeon, you know, we have these specific characters with the backstory. You get a random name. Uh, The character starts with a random gear loadout, uh, different starting money that can be influenced by your meta progress, Um, attributes, which can either be positive or negative, Mm -hmm. um, which affect glory, as we mentioned. Um, And yeah. Uh, And then a backstory. Right. Um, you know, which we'll talk about a personal mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of these. We're not going to talk about every individual perk or quirk, but imagine like a perk list of like a Fallout game, yeah, or what have you. Yeah. Um, it's not worth talking about them individually, but it's it's pretty neat. Uh, these can be really huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they can be you know mostly neutral. You know, <laughs> like yeah. there's one that I ended up favoring an awful lot, which is unambitious, uh, which mm-hmm. is. Oh, I, I love the tooltip for that. Like, oh, your personal mission isn't actually that hard. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know, you can take the you can take this guy, and then you're not going to have like a broad advantage for everybody. But they're a really easy way to get a liberation point, right? Yeah, yeah. I ended up making tons of use uh, of the uh, guys who reduce the cooldown for blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, that allows you to actually kind of become this like whirling death. Yeah. Kind of thing that the cooldown can almost become almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another one where uh, your weapons, when you pick them up, they recharge. We'll talk mm-hmm. about the different weapon classes. Uh, that's huge, though. Yeah. Um, not having to worry about ammo is just ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, in this and, and very, very good. Yeah. Um, but you can be you can be rich. Uh, you can be an heir. 
you know, so uh, that means you uh, you start with a really powerful item. You can be a liberator. Um, these were added in actually in one of the updates. Yeah. Um, because liberation missions were difficult, mm-hmm. so they made characters that are preloaded with like really good gear specifically for liberation missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and on the negative side, if you're looking at uh, getting uh, uh, you know more glory, uh, which is kind of the only positive reason to do this. Uh, you can like get uh, uh, get perks that make you unable to use melee weapons, like you're really frail or you're a terrible shot. <laughs> you know, like your mm-hmm. your bullets don't go where you where you aim them. Uh, like you can be blacklisted from ships, or one that I found really interesting. Shops. Like, oh yeah, yeah. From, from, from oh god, blacklisted from <laughs> like you're not allowed here. Ships. We're throwing you out. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shops blacklisted from shops um uh one that i did just because i thought it was interesting i wasn't really looking for uh i wasn't really looking for glory but the dying attribute is is neat because you only have 10 Mm -hmm. minutes of game time to to use that character uh that ended up being like an excuse to uh just try really audacious things with very little you know like okay i'm gonna pick this guy uh in order to free up that slot for maybe somebody who has like less of a uh you know, less of a detriment or, you know, a better, a better perk in uh, relation to that. But like, okay, I, I have 10 minutes to do as much t- stupid stuff as possible. Um, yep. and I, and, you know, by reducing the amount of like investment that I had in that particular character, you know, I actually squeaked out some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> it, it's that, uh, it has like its sister mechanic in the, uh, the glitch back mm-hmm. missions, which yeah. are also there to encourage you to do stupid stuff. Like there's a lot of game design cleverness here in, uh, in in the good way of encouraging you to do stuff that is more wild, like mm-hmm. in a very player forward, non punishing way. Yeah, you know, it, it's not uh, oh, like we want players to engage with this kind of system, so we're going to make it obnoxious not to. Right. It's more it's more carrot than stick. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part. Um, each character, as we mentioned, has a personal mission. This is either like steal something back or rescue somebody or assassinate somebody. Um, you have to pay, uh, Seder Fiasco for this, uh, Intel cost, uh, out the gate 200 acid. Um, and doing these, uh, these are really tough missions, but they give you a liberation point and makes your character legendary. So you can pass down good items, which will then make future runs easier. Yeah. Uh, you're investing in the future. You also get tons of money. Mm-hmm. So if you are trying to beat a, a, a specific tough mission, mm-hmm. if you can do your personal mission, you can then buy out the shop if you need to. Yeah. You have limited inventory slots. You're not going to buy out the shop, but there are items in the shop that are pretty spendy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you get tons of money for your, your personal mission usually. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good to prioritize those. You know what the personal mission is going to be uh, when you uh, mm-hmm. when you pick that character. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you know that you're terrible at, uh, you know, hijacking missions, you can avoid those guys uh, if you like. Yeah. It's, it's all data uh, to help you make an informed choice of who you're going to roll yes. with for the next, you know, 10 to 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about mission types. Cause I mentioned those hijacking ones. Um, this mm-hmm. is funny because, you know, you end up getting oh, like, all of this sounds like there's a very small amount of variation between them, you know, okay. Five mission types. How complicated could this be? Oh, you know, five, you know, five or six, uh, you know, variations on those. How many can they be? All of this ends up recon, you know, recombining, uh, in different configurations to mean that there's a, you know, a huge amount of variety in this. So keep that in mind as we like lay these out. If you think they sound kind of samey. Like a, a lot of the time you are just trying to get to a specific room mm-hmm. uh, in the ship. So in that way, it's really samey, but there's a lot of variation that comes with the the wrinkles and the yep. like uh, that you're going to run into. 
Um, so steal, uh, you have to grab an item from a chest, bring it back to your pod. Pretty basic. Mm-hmm. Um, capture and rescue are really similar. Uh, there's an enemy that you either have to knock out and take or an ally that is in like a, a jail cell, mm-hmm. more or less. Like it's not really a jail cell, but it's kept in a room you have to pick up mm-hmm. yeah, and carry to your pod. Yeah. Um, uh, assassinate, uh, pretty much exactly what it sounds like. You have to uh, use a lethal weapon on them to kill them. Uh, you know, or mm-hmm. knock them out and then use the uh, the kill option in the pause menu. Um, I ended up <laughs> like out of desperation trying this, seeing if it could work. Uh, it don't, you don't actually have to be on the ship for this to happen, so you can just mm-hmm. bombard that ship with missiles from another ship. Uh, and yeah. if their ship goes down, they you know they die, <laughs> and yeah. it counts. Uh, we didn't really talk about it because it's not part of the mission. But one of the really clever little bits of this game is there are just ships that are not. Mm-hmm. critical to your mission yeah so you can go and harvest those either for a chance at good items and kind of jump the item curve or you can get in the ship kill everyone on board and use it as a you know to fire missiles yeah, yeah. um it's really tricky too because the uh the missile fire button is what you usually use for your break mm-hmm. your match velocity thing so the ship battle is going to end up being like hilariously uh <laughs> asteroidsy yep you just end up you know, overshooting just, each other all the time yeah, really silly. Yeah. Um, assassinations are great. They tend to uh, be a little bit harder, but they're or harder in terms of what the game, you know, says the difficulty, so you get better rewards. Mm-hmm. I never found them actually more difficult to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, than anything like that, but they tend to be, like, kind of medium and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, with a lot of these, you don't need to clear out the entire ship, you know? So sometimes if you just end up getting lucky on a steel mission... And the chest is right near the, you know, right near the entrance, right near the airlock. You go in, you know, Yahtzee, you can go and get your payout and you can decide mm-hmm. if it's worth trying to clear out other, other parts of this to get, uh, for a chance at better items and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, hijackings are the most involved. Uh, you have to take out the entire ship's crew and then take out the pilot and set the ship on an autopilot to a friendly base. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones where you have to kind of clear everything. Yeah. Um, and ships can get pretty big, you know, you're going to find, mm-hmm. you know, some of these, if they're harder, they're going to have like 15 to 25 guards on them and stuff like that. And you need to take care of all of them. So hijackings end up, uh, being weighted toward the, uh, more difficult side. Yeah. Um, or they can just have a skeleton crew and during mm-hmm. the Halloween update, they're actually skeletons. Yay. Cause, uh, Hey, <laughs> uh, so, uh, did you did you say liberation missions? Did you, did you no, no, we those? haven't talked about those just yet. Yeah, yeah. it's um, very similar yeah. uh, to hijacking. Yes, um, you just you have to get off the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the first you, the first yeah. time I did this, I didn't realize what was happening. Uh, you know, so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll set the trajectory. What'll happen when when we uh, when the ship reaches the uh, the hostile base? I wonder what it'll be. Yeah, <laughs> and then just well, an explosion, it, and I got the thing. Tonight we drink to so and so died liberating. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, uh, um, yeah, uh, and these get uh, embellished by clauses. Um, clauses are really cool because they unlock as you unlock the tech tree, mm-hmm. basically. So as you liberate, you get more of these clauses, and these are uh, little modifiers. So uh, silence, uh, which, you know, no alarms. Enigma, no living witnesses. Uh, bloodless, no kills. Pacifist, no damage. Ghost, uh, no one can know you're there at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What's cool is that those are not make or break. 
So if you take a uh, if you're taking a, a, a you know a ghost mission and somebody sees you, uh, you you're still going to finish it and you're still going to get some liberation. Uh, it's just going to drastically reduce the reward that you get. So yeah. it is still worth finishing these if you feel like you can get out alive, uh, just so that it's not entirely lost. Yeah. And one thing that's worth noting uh, here, just because I don't know if it shows up anywhere else in the notes, mm-hmm. um, there's almost no penalty for failure. Yep. In this, if you uh, quit a mission or if you fail it and don't die, mm-hmm. nothing happens. Yeah. Um, that is so friendly mm-hmm. uh, to this. And you get as many tries as you need. Yeah. For like your personal mission or the named missions. Mm-hmm. So you can jet. Like if things are going bad, the enemy knows I'm there and stuff. Like blast yourself out a window, come back with better equipment. Uh, that is fine. And like the, the, that harmonizes so well with the fact that the game is all about experimentation. Right. Mm -hmm. Like once I figured out a that this game would reward me with, uh, you know, (laughs) for 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 trying stuff by actually making it possible for my weird little notions to be executed within game. You know, like, yes, that motivated me to uh, to continue doing it. But like nothing discouraged me from trying really dumb stuff um, and having a payoff a lot of the time. It's actually like other than Horizon Zero Dawn, it's actually a weird theme to this month. Mm hmm. You know, because Stanley Parable is all about, uh, you know, the bounding box of what's possible and being rewarded for trying things. Mm -hmm. And then this is obviously that mechanically. And then I would say Prey is that within a more traditional game structure, Mm -hmm. you know, being kind of an 04, you know, being an 0451 kind of dealy. Yeah. So um, there are different, uh, you know, depending on all these things above and then the guard loadouts, you know, what kind of shield offense that they have. the missions have difficulties, mm-hmm. um, easy, medium, hard, audacious, and mistake. <laughs> um, and, uh, easy are, you know, like you, you graduate from those pretty, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those are, are inc- extremely easy yeah. and medium is also pretty easy. Yes. Uh, it's worth saying hard is kind of your bread and butter, mm-hmm. uh, in the game, at least in my experience. Like I did some audacious missions and succeeded at a few yeah. but most of my time was spent on hard missions same um and kind of smartly uh, as you spend time with the game and i think as you liberate stations uh it starts giving you fewer options for easy and medium like maybe there'll be like one easy two medium but then the rest are going to be ones that range from hard to mistake um, and then eventually yeah. you unlock the glory missions which are the hardest of them all uh there are five ranks of those and again those only are for uh, for brag- bragging rights yeah which we don't engage in. Nope. Um, there are also other special attributes that can be given to missions. Uh, my favorite from a design perspective is the auto glitch yep. uh, missions. These tend to be audacious or mistake missions that are really hard, but the client will teleport you away as soon as you're in danger. Mm-hmm. So this is saying, you know, you maybe aren't good at the game yet, but check out and see what, what the hard missions are like. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot because yeah. you might surprise yourself and you have no risk. Yeah. Again, it's that carrot philosophy as opposed to the stick mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get players out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So like you have fewer, you know, you like, you don't get an attempt to retry if you screw things up. You know, if you auto glitch out, it's a, it's an automatic fail for that mission. But also if you glitch out early on, you probably weren't equipped for it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, um, nothing bad happens. Yeah. It's just you got to see what a hard mission looks like, which is useful from a player knowledge perspective at the very least. Yeah, you have to figure out like, okay, yeah, I, I didn't realize how big these ships could get. I didn't realize how many guards would be congregating like right outside the pods in them, etc. Yeah. Oh, 
armor armor doesn't mean damage reduction. No, armor means fuck game. you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it means uh, damage nullification. Yeah. Like, it's a rock, paper, scissors thing, so it's not, I cannot power through this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there are also Fiasco Note missions. Um, these give you a discount uh, for your personal mission. Mm-hmm. So each one is uh, worth 40 uh, acids off your uh, your thing. So just imagine an additional 40 acid mm-hmm. pay for that, which yeah. is huge. Like uh, the easy missions, you know, just give everyone an idea of the economy are like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and then hard or like 50. Yes. And then they go up from there. Yeah. Uh, something I love about the fiasco note missions is that you don't have to complete the mission to get that bonus. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is reach the terminal where the Intel is stored. So you can prioritize going and getting that. Uh, uh, and, and pick those missions, even if you don't uh, intend to uh, succeed at them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you get the benefit, even if you uh, even if you duck out. Uh, ones that I really enjoyed, although they often uh, resulted in me dying. Uh, Warzone, uh, the Warzone modifier pops up on mm-hmm. uh, audacious and mistake missions. Uh, this happens uh, when a ship is in enemy territory and it will be under fire uh, by uh, mm-hmm. by enemy factions. Uh, which means that you're trying to do all of this while uh, potentially a missile could come in, hit a room that you're in or going to, and suck you out into the vacuum of space or kill you. Yeah. yeah. These are are, are very difficult. Um, I did not do a whole lot of these Yeah, uh, just because they didn't pop up a lot mm-hmm. for me, but they're super cool Yeah, as an idea. Um, I also did not do a defector mission. I kind of ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, uh, did you end up doing these? Tell yeah. me more about defector missions. Yeah, defector missions are fun. So every base that you uh, that you clear has kind of this uh, defector mission that is associated with it. These are hand designed, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. hand designed ships with um, you're playing as like a character who is in the story defecting from that base, uh, and uh, the character's loadout is uh, is uh, 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 pre predefined as well. Uh, is designed for this. Mm-hmm. So this is a way for you with relative, you know, w- without risking your actual character uh, that you're progressing to like mess around with a different kind of weapon or get into these different, uh, different situations. Oftentimes like these are challenging, but also very empowering um, mm-hmm. as well. Again, because you're operating with that net, it doesn't matter if you fail, um, yeah. you know, and I didn't do an awful lot of these just because I found the regular missions to be, you know, more rewarding because they kept that liberation meter going up. Um, but uh, but these are a neat idea uh, to add in. Yeah, my understanding is these are kind of like exhibition matches or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this is fun, but it's a little masturbatory, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's it's for once you've, you know, maybe you've maxed out your tech tree or effectively mm-hmm. have maxed out, Yeah, you know, your tech tree, tech tree. So, yeah. I did not do a whole lot about that of that. Mm-hmm. Um, every mission is going to be against one of these four factions. We talked about that. Uh, they control a wing of the nebula. If you hover over that part of the nebula, you see who controls it. Um, and they have different loadouts and kind of philosophies yep. um, that make them different challenges. Uh, so you can uh, and should like prioritize certain ones when you are early on because yeah. there's definitely a difficulty uh, curve here. Mm-hmm. Like definitely go for the off-world security guys because they will not kill you. Uh, <laughs> they will knock you out and they will still airlock you, but uh, they know that you're going to be able to pick yourself up. Yeah. They also give you the coolest uh, breach pod. Yes. Um, and they, uh, I think that their wing 
uh, tends to favor non-lethal things in terms mm-hmm. of unlocking stuff in the, the ship, yeah. which is really useful because not only for capture missions, but also uh, one of the attributes guards can have is they explode yep. uh, on death. So you want to be able to knock out guards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we can just lead, lead with that one because you should go with it. Like the off-world security, they're like cops. They're literally mm-hmm. just here to enforce the law. Um, you can, you know, uh, when you f- clear out one of these factions, an NPC from that faction will go, will show up in your bases and you can talk to them. Like they are fanatical about not killing people. I think one of them, one of them says I would break every finger on somebody's hand if it meant that they wouldn't kill somebody with them, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of their, their whole philosophy. None of these, these guys are great. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. there's degrees, you know, there's one that's clearly the villain one, mm-hmm. uh, but these guys are also not great. Yeah. Uh, the next easiest one is the foundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found these are miners who defected from the sovereign uh, who we'll talk about in a moment. Um, they're engineers. Uh, they look at every problem as an engineering, you know, problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's kind of their, their limitation. Um, their ships have larger rooms, which is a big deal. Uh, because of line of sight mm-hmm. and cover and such. Um, and their guards are more likely to be armored, but they're also more likely to be armed with wrenches. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is the other non-lethal yeah. uh, faction. So going up against these is good because you're not going to end up with permanent debuffs to your breath holding ability mm-hmm. if you fail. Yeah. Or your blood holding ability. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How much blood I can hold on to. Yeah. At, at, at a given mm-hmm. time. Some. Uh, <laughs> some uh my favorite one from a story perspective is the glitchers mm-hmm. uh these are scavenger guys uh they are originally from way on the other side of the galaxy uh and they uh and you know, their, their whole focus is on tele- teleportation uh glitching and stuff like that they actually just by experimenting warped themselves to the other side of the galaxy without the ability to work themselves home so they're kind of migratory and they show, you know, they're, they're here so they can gather up resources and stuff. Um, and, uh, uh, all of their ships are very confusingly laid out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they, there's no real logic to it at all. Um, and, uh, they're pretty difficult to navigate and their, uh, uh, their, their dudes oftentimes rely on teleport gadgets, and, gadgets and stuff. They have the attribute that'll like warp them to you if they hear you. In, in the story, these are the guys who brought teleportation technology to this section of the, the galaxy. Yeah. You know, so they ended up stranded here, but they also were able to teleport and everyone else was like, shit, you mm-hmm. know? So they, <laughs> the way that they kind of put together their piecemeal society is through stealing. Yeah. You know, just teleporting into ships, taking what they need and teleporting out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very the, cool. The NPC that you get from this, uh, their surname is 60. Uh, like your mm-hmm. your last name in the society is how many successful warps you have gone through. Uh, warping 60 times is unheard of because there are so many ways that it could go wrong. You know, most people just end up, you know, with mismatch errors and die um, as a result. Yeah. Uh, the final one, the the kind of villain is the sovereign, um, which is a big evil corporation, mm-hmm. uh, more powerful than most governments. Um, you know, they, they talk about how uh, there is a board of director, directors, but it's a sham because they only do things that increase profit, like they're mm-hmm. controlled by the shareholders. Um, and it is like basically, you know, a huge omni corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, they, always, they always use lethal weapons. Uh, so do the glitchers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys also use, always use lethal weapons uh, and kind of end up being the toughest of the factions to go up against, I found, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because of that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would uh, uh, steer away from these early on in a given character's run, um, oftentimes yeah. because like the regular rank and file guards, 
uh, usually have the long blades on them, and they will do their dash at you. Uh, it is mm-hmm. it is rough and difficult to get around. Uh, let's talk about the different traits that these guards can have. Yes. Um, so uh, shield and armor are both uh, huge problems in this. <laughs> you have to be equipped to deal with them. And again, we talked about that uh, perfect information. Like you'll know when you're going to come up against these things if you look. Yeah. Um, shields are electronic uh, energy shields that will block all incoming attacks. Uh, they can be always on or conditional. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be a thing where they only turn on when an alarm uh, is set. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, an important distinction because if you're stealthy, they don't matter. Right. Um, and the way you counter these is with a crash beam, um, which will get rid of the shield and basically shut down any electronic uh, thing or the subverter, which reverses the polarity. Um, so the enemy <laughs> shots will uh, bounce off the shield back at them. Yeah. Love that. Love anytime I can turn an enemy stuff to get the stuff against them. Um, armored, uh, enemies are harder to deal with than shielded enemies, uh, primarily mm-hmm. because I found that acid traps and acid stuff was rarer than subverters and crash beam stuff. Uh, so armored enemies, this is damage nullification. Uh, you know, they will no sell any attack that you do with them. Uh, that is not an explosion and that is not, uh, an armor piercing round and armored piercing rounds are incredibly expensive. Uh, the yep. one way to deal with the armor and make them vulnerable is to use uh, acid. Uh, there is like a weapon that sprays acid that is very rare, and there are acid traps uh, that you can set uh, for them to walk yep. into. There's also uh, one of the things that you can do uh, when you're doing your tech tree is kind of try to make a beeline for the acid or, or armor piercing long blade. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a character start with that, Ooh. Uh, like a, uh, and that ended up being a very long lived character for me. Nice. Because I could I could take armor missions with no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can you can always blast somebody out of an airlock uh, or teleport them out of, of an air out into space. Uh, that mm-hmm. will kill anybody. Yeah. Um, and then uh, guards will have these kind of uh, other factors that are situational. So we talked about the emergency shields that pop up. We talked about the enemies that explode when they're killed with a lethal weapon. You have mm-hmm. to knock them out. Um, bosses or guards can also have heat sensors, which are these radiuses around them, which they can detect you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to come at them from the outside of that. Yeah. Uh, um, those end up being a, a good way uh, to lure people in without using a resource, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just step into the radius of those, and then they'll, they'll get a little pull, and then they'll come, out, come and investigate where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, glitch dash means that if something is suspicious or they see a body or something, they teleport to it immediately, mm-hmm. um, which is disorienting Yep. Uh, for you. And this took me a long time to get uh, used to. And then for me, the hardest one was lifelink. Um, this I did not love because I don't like pure non-lethal stealth usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in video games, like I, I found this very difficult to to get around when coupled with a harsh or short alarm penalty yeah what's funny about lifelink uh so so what this does it will alert uh all members of the crew if any of them are harmed um what this Mm -hmm. actually does is turn it into a worse older stealth game (laughs) where you know doing any kind of action uh, to take somebody out means that everybody has perfect knowledge about what's going on and everybody goes on alert as opposed to you know a more sophisticated stealth game where it's you know more situational um and you know uh only small parts you know and only the people who can see you or hear you are uh, are alerted uh these you know lifelink only showed up 
uh, like primarily in liberation missions or in uh, incredibly difficult ones. And I tried to avoid them if I could. Yeah, it's it's a really difficult modifier. Yeah. Yeah. So also good, good to ignore. Mm -hmm. Um, Added in one of the patches are uh, critters called contractors. Um, so one of the things that can happen in an alarm, we talked about when the alarm goes off, when it reaches zero, it flies back to a base and you fail the mission. The other thing is that reinforcements can start trickling in mm-hmm. through a teleport pod. Um, and these tend to be contractors. Um, these are specific boss guards that have, uh, specific kind of superpowers. Like think of them like almost like special infected and left for dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. each of them is a nightmare in their own way. Yeah. Uh, these guys are tough. Uh, you want <laughs> to avoid them. Yeah. You know, if possible. Yeah, uh, kind of in ascending order of uh, difficulty, uh, like I ran into far more defenders. And even though they are, um, well, you know, let, let's let's say some of the more mild ones, because I ran into so many of them, I have a really negative you know, associations with them. So defenders, they'll roll around um, and uh, they grant an uncrashable, unsubvertible shield to any guards that happen to be near them. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, the tooltip on them says in an act of great irony, uh, the defender shield itself can be crashed and subverted. Uh, so what you have to yeah. do is, uh, crash or subvert him, kill him. And then the other guards will be vulnerable. So it, you know, it changes the, uh, uh, attack order. It changes your order of operations. I did, I did not run into a lot of these hmm. for one reason or another. I had tons of jammers, yeah. uh, in my things, but very few defenders, Mm-hmm. Um, but defender is like, you know, even if the guard layout does not have, uh, armored or shielded enemies, mm-hmm. uh, it means you need to bring your, your shield piercing kit. Yeah. Uh, there, um, jammers lay down a little device that, uh, puts out this big square field that disables your gadgets. Um, you can go turn that off, you know, but you have to get there and you can't use your gadgets along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really tricky. Um, gadgets are not weapons, but, uh, they are incredibly useful. Yeah. I rely on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh the trackers uh these are also pretty bad uh what they do Mm -hmm. is they know your exact location at all times um and you can tell when one of them's gonna be heading to you because you see like uh projected footprints on the on the ground that are uh that are headed in your direction uh you need to crash them immediately because if they spot you at all uh they will shoot you with their high velocity rifle uh, in in addition to the uh, the sentry turrets, this is the only other gun that is uh, that is hit scan. Uh, you, there is mm-hmm. no way for you to pause and then get out of the way of this thing. If they see you, you die. Yeah, uh, and then finally, predators, which are the kind of the melee version of that, mm-hmm. uh, almost. Instead of knowing where you are, they have a sensor range, and if you step into it, they will warp you and kill you. Yeah. Um, so you either, if you subvert them when they warp, the warp into space jokes on them, mm-hmm. uh, or you crash them to take this ability away, or you get the jump on them. Like mm-hmm. you can shoot them from outside of their sensor range. Yeah. Uh, here, but it, this is, feels designed to fuck over melee builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, so, and, and when you get the, uh, when you get the, um, alert on this and the reinforcements, these can roll in, um, you know, either the same ones, you know, uh, a few of them in a row, or they can, uh, you know, be varied when they come in one after the other. So like a trickle. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you, like regardless, you want to finish your mission as soon as possible because they're not going to stop. Yeah. Yep. Uh, these were added, which means that there are stations that have uh, the mission type old timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that, you know, they don't have these. It's classic. He's signature before they patch these in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the uh, and these kind of different things you'll pop out do unlock as you liberate stations. Yeah. So as you mentioned, the the difficulty options uh, scale with your offense options. Uh, let's let's get into the let's talk about cool teleporters you get let's talk about the toys uh, cause, <laughs> yeah because this, this is the the coolest part of the game uh, uh-huh. just a bunch of real fun articulations on what a teleporter could do yep you know? and uh lots of uh lots of accidents trying to figure out exactly how to use them uh and mm-hmm. try to figure out like what corner cases uh the, the, they're applicable to uh i was surprised at how much variation there was um uh like even among the weapons and stuff that you get mm-hmm yeah, and there there were a whole class of weapons I didn't even really get a chance to use. Yeah, you know, well, even though I put in a good amount of time on this, I just didn't end up finding the situation. Well, what did you find yourself them? relying on? Um, uh, melee, melee weapons. Yeah, primarily melee weapons, and then uh, I ended up finding a like a legacy heirloom um, concussive uh, silent shotgun, mm. which was my room clearer. Yeah. Uh, in terms of weapons, and then in terms of teleporter, visitor all the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, did so much cool shit with the visitor. <laughs> I love the visitor so much. Yeah. Uh, so, like, guns, you have, like, pistols, shotguns, uh, uh, and then, like, automatic rifle uh, kind of things. Automatic, like, I tried messing with those. <sighs> Ammo is so rare, you know? Like, yeah. I, it just it ended up not being a thing. Shotguns ended up being what I mostly what I mostly went in for. Like a silent mm. shotgun just l- turned any like any mission or any series of missions into a slaughter. Yeah, uh, really, really easy to use. Um, there are also uh, melee weapons that are either uh, lethal or non-lethal. Um, the kind of trade-off is the non-lethal ones have knockback. Mm-hmm. Um, which will can knock an enemy into uh, into view, mm-hmm. you know, of an area, which you can use to your advantage if you want someone to come investigate a body. Yeah. Um, one of the weird like second order tricks that I figured out kind of late in my play is I was using the uh, concussion hammer a lot, which has huge knockback. Um, right after you hit somebody, you can pause and then pick them up mm-hmm. um, out of the air. Yep. So you, you hit them, to knock them back, and you just kind of grab their their lapel so they don't fly into view uh-huh. of someone else. Very cool. Yeah, um, um, yeah. The, the the concussion hammer was so fun. Uh, that was the primary thing that would uh, send people out out of, out of windows for me. Yeah, um, yeah. incredibly fun. And like, if you manage to get a drop on an armored enemy uh, with, with with that, like that will actually like uh, knock them knock them back and uh, uh, get them. You know, get you a, a little bit of time to get around them if you would like to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there are a bunch of cool little gadgets, um, including uh, four teleport-based ones mm-hmm. um, that all operate. You know, and in the lore of this, like teleporting isn't perfect. Again, mm-hmm. um, so they each have these conditions on them uh, that are really fun. Um, the swapper lets you change places with an enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and if you do that, and the enemy can't see you, it'll, they'll just be confused, <laughs> and they'll just kind of walk around in circles. Uh, for for a little while, um, but this can, can go to walls. I'm losing large large periods of yeah. time. <laughs> yep. take that, 
sovereign. Uh. The, uh, but these all have uh, radiuses, and you don't need lane of uh, line of sight mm-hmm. for them. It's important to say. Yeah. Um, so you can swap, you know, you can just literally, if somebody's on the other side of a locked door, mm-hmm. you can just, instead of opening the door or trying to figure out, find the key, you can just swap places with the guy on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. You, you can, want. you can stand in front of a friendly sentry gun and swap somebody into your position. Um, so they can yep. be, uh, taken out. If you, uh, have one of these that, uh, you're, you're not worried about using the charge. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Or you can, uh, you, you can swap people into your pod, uh, which is kind yeah. of like traps them and knocks them out. <laughs> Knocks them out immediately. Yeah. Your paws on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, the sidewinder is the closest thing to an all purpose mm-hmm. warp, but you have to uh, be able to reach that place with an uninterrupted path. Yeah. So the, 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 the trick to this, it's an uninter- an uninterrupted path, but the uninterrupted path does not have to be all, like all within the radius. Um, yes. as, as long as there is no door or no other obstruction, um, you know, an airlock, et cetera, uh, between you and the point you want to warp to, uh, the, the path can be infinitely long and it can, um, and it can, uh, veer outside of the radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, these yeah. ended up being uh, the, the most useful for getting, uh, for making quick escapes actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you had a time limit, um, before the ship hit an enemy station, uh, you know, a couple of charges on these would, uh, make it so you could get to your, uh, get, get to your pod as quickly as possible. Um, and then my, my favorite, uh, one, because it took me a little bit to figure out how it was awesome, mm-hmm. uh, is the, uh, the, the visitor, <laughs> um, which lets you teleport anywhere in a pretty wide radius, uh, but you can only stay there for a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, a little energy thing will follow you and warp you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems like not very useful, but every single goal that you have uh, in a ship other than clearing out the ship, mm-hmm. you can do in two seconds. Yep. Uh, so getting a rechargeable visitor is like a huge, huge boon because yep. if you want to steal, if you want to take over the ship, you just pop over to the area, set the course, and then it doesn't matter if you pop back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go be- behind enemies, like, you know, hitting them with with a sword, another enemy walks in, you teleport behind them, hit them, and then back in your original space. Like, this is really, really empowering and cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of surprised I have not seen a limited time teleport mm-hmm. be used in a, a different game Yeah, as kind of an alternative to Blink. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love a Blink. Like, I'm not going to get rid of a Blink. But in terms of just like a, a you know, yeah. a, a drawback. You would have to. Interesting. You would almost have to ex- expand the effective time because you know two seconds here is basically nothing because you have the ability to pause. You know you can do. Yeah. You know once you get to the destination, you can pause and then plan out what you're going to do. You know with the remaining one and a fraction of a second. Um, in a more action heavy kind of thing, I could see that being a little bit less, uh, a little bit less useful. Yeah, you need some kind of time slowing. Yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the final teleportation thing you have are glitch traps, um, which will send an enemy uh, who walks on them to a point that you choose, which is probably going to be space. Mm-hmm. Love these things. So, uh, you know, yeah. these end up, you know, all all traps are reusable, actually. Mm-hmm. Like they, they will recharge when you go back to a friendly place. Um, you know, at the very least, some of them will automatically recharge uh, just b- b- with their different attributes. Um, but uh, this is the most reliable way to clear out large populations of armored or shielded guards. Yeah. Uh, there, there are three levels. I mean, this can apply to all the stuff we're talking about, yeah. uh, including yeah. weapons. Um, there are kind of three levels of charge. 
Um, there's limited numbers, which it just has ammo, and once it's out, it's out. Um, there are ones that recharge once you come back to base, and then ones that will recharge on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and those latter two are incredibly valuable. Yeah. Um, and they also correlate with money value. Um, if something is not rechargeable, it's not really worth anything. Right. Um, you know, uh, getting, starting a, a character with a rechargeable version of, uh, almost any of these things mm-hmm. kind of shapes your run. Yeah. You know, I have a rechargeable crash beam. I'm going to be using the crash beam on doors willy nilly because I'm not really using a resource for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not disposable. You know, I, I don't have to yeah. find a new one. I just have to satisfy the conditions to get that charge back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we talked about crash beams and, and subverters. One of the other ones of those that is really useful is uh, key cloners. Uh, you can mm-hmm. uh, activate those and just get the authorization off of any nearby guard that happens to be in the uh, in the radius. Um, so you don't mm-hmm. have to kill that guard or get to a, a panel uh, to uh, to turn off those doors. Yeah, really, really good for uh, ghost missions. Mm-hmm. Um, stealth shields make you invisible from one direction. Uh, that you're facing uh, lasts for a certain amount of time. But again, you have manipulation over time. Yeah. Uh, same thing with energy shields mm-hmm. uh, that go in these, uh, the directions. And there's one that is an emergency shield that makes you immune to all damage mm-hmm. for three seconds as yeah. well. Um, slipstream is bullet time. Yep. I uh, can turn this on and move really fast. Uh, there's a cool, there's a hangover effect mm-hmm. to this. Like after it's done, um, your character it, like moves in a real weird way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, lurch. Keep moving in a direction. Yeah. yeah they lurch. Uh, So you have to make sure, you know, if you use this, you want to clear the area. You don't want to end this with enemies about. Yeah. Slipstreams end up being uh, really useful, even in a a game with uh, pause, you know, not because you're looking for reaction time, but because uh, the (laughs) the bullet time uh, greatly reduces the cooldown on any any weapons that you have. So it lets you shoot Mm -hmm. faster. And, uh, you know, if you're using a, a long blade which has, uh, you know, uh, more time in between swipes uh, becomes, you know, a viable way to take out a bunch of people with one uh, with with one weapon. Yeah. Uh, you can also unlock different pod types that are associated with the factions that you have. So each faction has a different uh, pod type mm-hmm. they can use. Um, I only got two of them. Yeah. Uh, here I got the brick and the... Uh, oh, no, I got three. I got the brick, the angel, and the um, sovereign one. The stealth one. Okay. Um, which is not very good. Yeah. Uh, the, the, What's uh, that? Like, no, like no, no ship will like fire missiles on you. If you get in there, uh, get, get in front of them or what, what's, what's basically that? like you have a, a, a silent thrust that you can use. Um, okay. and, and, uh, you are cloaked from mm. like ship defenses. Okay. But you can also just go up behind the ship. Yeah, yeah. You know, the ship it's, defenses it's are I, pretty directional. It, it's what I do, like, all, all the time, yeah. actually. It's what this game it's is mostly about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the Angel one that you get from uh, Off-World Security uh, is really good. Basically, that has a, a medical bay in it, which cuts mm-hmm. any of your um, lethal injury penalties in half. Mm-hmm. What also has a tractor beam yes. that will pull you in as well, so yeah. it makes it easier to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Uh, the brick, as we mentioned, has ramming speed. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to aim because it is always a moving target, but yep. you can ram and destroy a ship segment. Yeah. Uh, and slam into dock. The other thing, like, I like this as well. The other thing I didn't like about it is it always sets off the alarm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I never got, like, I, I could, I want to see a lot of high level play with this, but I just had a hard time making it work. Yeah. Um, I never unlocked the glitcher ship. Neither did I. Um, what does that yeah. do? 
um, which can teleport and dock two ships hmm. uh, from a distance. Yeah, so um, um, that reduces the amount of like bumbling, uh, trying to you know trying to get your key into the lock. Yes, yeah. you know, it's useful if you, if you're got a countdown. Yeah, going on. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all cool. They cost money. Yeah, uh, you know, as you uh, you do them, and you don't typically need them. Mm-hmm. You know, the the ones you have are good. Yeah, uh, you know, the pre- default breacher pod is fine, um, but if you have extra money, you can spend them on these things for specific tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we do like the story, do you have like uh, like an especially harrowing run, or was there like a you know particular strategy that was like I can't believe that they let me do this? I not not that we haven't talked about already. Mm-hmm. Like the examples of cool things that you can do yeah. are things that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the game, um, you know, primarily like I got a lot of a satisfaction. Like it was very fun to get caught and you know teleport around and shield around and take out a bunch of guards. The most satisfaction I got was from ghosting levels, basically on accident through clever teleporter use, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, Oh, like I'm just going to, you know, zip on over to the the thing, grab the item and get out of here. And I didn't kill anybody or do anything. Yeah. Mission. That's what was like, uh, in this, um, but yeah, nothing I haven't really talked about, you know, and I, I feel a little bit like, recounting it moment by moment would sound a little bit like recounting a dream <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it's a weird thing where the, the bounding box of possibility on this feels infinitely wide. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not because you're, you're limited. Your set of tools is not unlimited, mm-hmm. you know, and set of things. It's just the thing that you can do in this. The primary cool thing you can do is so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, more more than anything, the big thing for me, you know, and I discovered this not incredibly early on, but around the time that armored or shield enemies uh, started popping up uh, and I had chosen a mission without the without, you know, knowing how to deal with them. Like when I figured out, you know, when I learned that you could fire missiles and do ship to ship combat and I was like, all right, well, let's (laughs) see if I can do this assassination mission, uh, you know, before I, you know, by, by, you know, doing the ship to ship combat. Uh, you know, before I back out of this, because attempting this will, will, you know, will, will make me die. When I found out that that was a viable strategy that could be rewarded, um, that was really cool. And also, when <laughs> uh, the first time that I tried to do that, I didn't, I didn't initially kill uh, the guy. I just knocked the segment loose off of the ship. Uh, so mm. what? It, so what actually ended up happening was uh, I knocked you know four rooms containing my target off, and then uh, that was just kind of like floating in space as the rest of the ship went on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like that is something that you can do, you know, if uh, if you have like a certain you know, time limit, you, you know, if that's not part, you know, if your target is not in the part of the ship that is with the rest of the ship, it kind of doesn't count. <laughs> yeah yeah so so like intership combat stuff was like oh they're gonna re- they're going to reward my experimentation with this and that is a perfectly viable way to do certain mission types um that was yeah. like a huge moment for me was realizing that yeah yeah uh it, it's uh it's, it's also one of those things this is kind of like a final wrap-up thought but i i'm thinking about what happens when we we cover a game on here and then people talk about it in the slack and stuff um, all the cool things that we're talking about in terms of play possibility space are giving certain people panic attacks, like more or less, <laughs> you know, there, there's a type of player who's just like, Oh man, like I, I, yeah. I cannot handle the idea of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get that. I, there's no disparagement to that. Uh, but 
just know, like going into it, what Cole just described as a possibility space, you have to think is cool mm-hmm. uh, for this game to work for you. Yeah. If if you don't think that sounds like a cool thing to do in a video game, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then when I say do again, I, I cannot emphasize enough, like you do it, you yeah. execute the thing. You don't watch uh, like a plucky teen do it in a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Like no, you, you do it. You're, you're the author of all of your success and failure in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, if that sounds cool to you, that is the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and especially like if you're, if that sounds cool to you and it is very cool that this is never demonstrated to you that like, this is not, you know, that the game is not necessarily concerned with making that uh possibility discoverable. Right. Yes. You know, if you are, you know, if, if you, if you feel, you know, if you feel comfortable walking into a situation where that has to be arrived at through, you know, just basically not giving a fuck if you succeed, but just thinking, okay, I I, I want to see, you know, to see if this is going to be rewarded for trying, then, then, then yeah, they're, they're like, this will be the game for you. Yeah. Well, there's like deduction based, yeah. you know, it's not just experimentation. You can also be like, oh, I bet you that would work, mm-hmm. you know, and get rewarded. Yeah. You know, with that feeling, it's it's one of the axes on which like gamer psychographics lie mm-hmm. is like how cool this is. And then like the other side of it would be, you know, I don't know, like uh, just an incredible like Uncharted. Yeah. You know, uh, this is the opposite of that, mm-hmm. you know, 100 percent. And you can decide where you fall on that on that spectrum uh, here. So it, it's a weird thing where like I I feel fine about that. We're, we're not done yet. We still, mm-hmm. We're still going to talk about the story a little bit, but like, I feel fine about this episode, but it is a weird thing where this is a hard game to describe why it's so awesome mm-hmm. if you don't just immediately get it. Yeah. It's a little bit like describing a language. Yeah. You know, yeah. like once once you understand the language of this, I can watch, I went on YouTube this morning and watched some high level play of this, like mm-hmm. people doing glory missions. Oh, it rules. And it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looks really neat. It's like watching somebody do like a speed run once you understand what's necessary in that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but it is, it is almost like a language, like a video game, like a play, a language of play mm-hmm. that you learn yeah. through this. And that was also true in gunpoint, Yeah, you know, with it, but with like more like kind of like programmic mm-hmm. little elements with the, uh, the electronic systems. So, yeah. The rewire. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, fuck. <laughs> it makes me want to play it now. Like I could have been it playing does. it the entire time we were recording and just kind of like <laughs> had a half eye on heat sig, you know, and just Please like, don't. oh yeah, that's cool. You know? <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not. I, you know. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about the story because you do get credits and there is like a goal, right? You know, you are trying mm-hmm. to liberate this, uh, liberate the drift, um, you know, and you have to uh, take out those strongholds. Uh, to do that and it's really tough you know you have to hijack a flagship send it careening into the enemy station like those flagships you know somewhere on the order of like 30 guards and maybe like 10 15 bosses something like that mm-hmm. really tough yeah. um i got two of them i did off-world security and uh, on the glitchers which was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, i just did off-world security mm-hmm. uh, and i have the the uh foundry mm-hmm. uh available to me and i died yeah so <laughs> I just I, you know, did not get up to it yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once um, you do that, it clears that faction from the map and it gives you this new NPC who gives you those, uh, gives you some lore. You know, you, you have a uh, uh, dialogue tree conversations with them back in the bar. Uh, it's fun mm-hmm. learning about these, uh, you know, it's like reading a source book about these different things. 
Yeah. And the writing is generally like sprightly and good. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's not tons of story in this, but what's there is not embarrassing. Like there's nothing, no words that come out of someone's mouth are not worth saying. Yeah. In this game, like it's not, you know, it respects your time in that, in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Once you do all four, you can talk to Seder Fiasco and she'll, she'll call you over and kind of explain what's actually going on. Um, You know, the drift, you know, doesn't have leadership. It doesn't have a fleet. Like it was basically taken over by spies and killers, not captains. Uh, And because of this, she only kind of pretended to retire. Right. Um, Instead, she's just taking a different approach. Mm -hmm. Um, She's working for a shadow client for a shadow client. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, This fifth uh, so far unseen faction uh, that is incredibly well resourced. Um, So though you have been, it doing all of this stuff under the uh under the guise of you know or under the assumption that uh, you're fighting for a free drift you know without uh, having these exterior forces exploiting it that uh that that, that is not the case you know satyr's goal mm. was to weaken these established powers so this fifth uh this fifth faction can come in and claim the the, the precious battery acid uh contained within and I love this line, you know, like as she's describing this, she says, if you want to start a revolution, all you have to do is convince some unhappy people that there already is one. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly uh, cynical. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, that is uh, that's cynical. Yeah. That's cynicism, baby. <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, you're basically clearing away for a, you know, uh, a 30% chance to be evil empire yeah, to come in. You know, fiasco says that she's 70% sure the mystery client isn't just going to kill everybody. You know, they're rich enough, you know, any to, to relocate any of the collaborators, set them up with a new life. So they don't have to do this. And the ending of the game, if you get the ending is you watch this uh, fifth fleet roll in and take over all the stations. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were kind of running in a place. You are not the cool revolutionary. You thought you were right. Which is also going to turn some people down, but honestly it's a game about throwing people out of windows. Like, yeah, yeah. You're not playing this for the story. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's kind of barely there, um, yeah. you know, which is which is fine. I was a little bit surprised to see that it took that dark of a turn, um, mm-hmm. but also eh, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, after the credits roll, you just roll up, you know, you roll up a new randomly generated galaxy and then do it again if you want. Yeah, I'm not here for that. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not why I'm here. This is a systems based game. And the fact that it has cool lore and a cool story uh, is incidental yeah it's a bonus yeah yeah um yeah and that's that's heat signature mm-hmm. um a 100 badass game that i'm going to play more and that everyone listening to this should also play yeah um uh just a, a completely uh, uh, uh no reservations on recommending this to people at all i feel like a doofus mm-hmm. for not having jumped into it sooner especially with how much i like gunpoint yeah same you know, and I, I, um, I, I can't I can't even like explain why I was like hesitant or why I, you know, just didn't immediately go after this. I think maybe because I had played an awful lot of FTL and I like that game just fine. But it looked similar to that, actually. Um, I, I like this a lot more than I like FTL. Oh, yeah. Same. And I know that that was like, you know, there's a whole segment of me saying that in the middle of the end of the breach episode. But like, yeah, F- FTL is one of those games that really seems like something I should like that. I. Mm-hmm. I kind of just didn't click for me. Yeah. Um, that probably also made me a little hesitant mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, uh, this isn't even very much like gunpoint. Like, yeah, th- this isn't like anything. And I think that's part of why it was also hard for me to get into, because even though will was recommending it, mm-hmm. it is a difficult game to describe. 
you know, what it's actually like. And as we mentioned earlier, looking at it is no great shakes. Yeah. So hopefully this podcast does a service of shedding some light on why this might be worth your time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in a way that I wish somebody had done for me. And ultimately, like I see spiders did for us. Yeah. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Game rules. I am. So I'm <laughs> super happy uh, to have seen this. And I don't know if Tom Francis and this team is working on anything else, but. Um, oh, my friend. Oh, what? Uh, they, they are. They're oh, working wait. on a game with one of my favorite uh, titles. Oh, what is this? Like, Bre- Breach Wizards or something like that? Yeah, Tactical Bre- Breach Wizards. God, yeah, that is. That's, that, that's, yeah. that's those people. They've been working on that for yeah. a while, haven't they? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, was already, awesome. I was already excited about that game. I didn't put it together that it was the same yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tactical Breach Wizards. So look for that on the show, probably. <laughs> yeah, pr- probably, actually. God, yeah. that looks, they, that, yeah, that game looks amazing. <laughs> yeah yeah it like like what again just philosophically mm-hmm. this guy is incredible yeah uh, it makes the cool kind of games that i like to hear yep um you know so thank you ic spiders thanks everybody for listening mm-hmm. um we're gonna be back uh next week with our premium episode about prey the 2017 prey mm-hmm. if you have anything to say about the games we've done this month which are uh horizon zero dawn the stanley parable uh heat signature or prey uh, you have until the 15th of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To uh, to hit us up. If you have thoughts about the games we're covering in August, you have until the 15th of July to write about, write in about those. Uh, that is Sam and Max Save the World, Paradise Killer, and the premium episode for that month is Chrono Trigger. Uh, go mm-hmm. to duckfeed.tv slash contact if you want to write in uh, and write in by the deadlines there. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please separate those into multiple responses. That uh, just makes things easier to keep track of on our end. Yeah. Uh, if you are interested in sponsoring a game for the show, we are booked for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still do so. We will just, we'll do it next year, mm-hmm. you know, but I just want you to know that. So you don't end up feeling put out yeah. by it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is, it is fine. We will, we will do it. Uh, if you, uh, you know, if you like this, uh, the other things you can do for us, you can leave ratings or reviews on Apple podcasts or podcast addict. You can check out our other shows and you can tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, we like all those things. We do. We appreciate all of it. I'm yeah. um, trying to think of other yeah. business stuff and nothing, nothing right now. Uh, we'll start talking about uh, Duck Fest 3 at some point soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this kind of snuck up on us. Uh, the, the weird Dunkirk of my life for the last like several months and then on top of the pandemic ending has made us all feel a little dis- disorganized, like mm-hmm. unsure of what to do. I think we are not going to do anything in person still for yeah. a while yeah uh just because you know there's delta variants about yep um the uh but we will do something yep for that uh and uh apologies for that being a little bit later than it usually is and, and kind of lack of news we've just been busy doing stuff yeah uh so, so keep your ear to the ground on that um uh we don't talk about this the there there is like a network twitter it's at duckfeed tv um and i'm on twitter at at cole ross k-o-l-e-r-o-s-s mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Uh, and I am at Gary Buh, G-A-R-Y-B-U-H. And until next time, what should they watch out for? Call. Mm, Cole. Watch out, watch Call. out for <laughs> Watch out for Windows. <laughs> <laughs>